Let me tell you about rough greens. How's your dog doing? It's a question you don't usually get in normal conversation, but how is your dog? My dog Uno, picky, finicky, um, very active, uh, looks a little like a bear, and could tear bad guys' faces off. Uh, I've seen him almost do it. It's fun to watch if you're not on the receiving end. Now he is uh, much more active. He is uh, getting old, but I think Rough Greens has really helped him in his life a great deal. Probiotics, minerals, antioxidants, vitamins. It's good for your dog. It's in Rough Greens. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck right now or call 833-GLEN33. It's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Uno loves it. I've seen a difference in him. Get your first bag free. You just pay for shipping. 833-GLEN33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Hello, America, as if that is your real name. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. lot to talk about. Not sure where exactly to strike. First, uh, Donald Trump. They're trying to put a gag order on him. Oh, that'll work. That'll work. The DOJ wants a protection order. He's scary. He's scary, Your Honor. Please shut him up. I know we're saying all kinds of things. Of course, we're not saying it. It's just somehow another leaking out to people. And we're just terrible saying things left and right that 99% of it hasn't been true whatsoever. But that is just leaks from unnamed sources. You can't blame us. And then he starts talking about us and he gets scary. Please protect us, Your Honor. Oh, my gosh. We're going to talk about that and so much more when we begin in 60 seconds. Alrighty. Our sponsor this half hour is MyPillow. You know what the world's softest cotton is? Giza cotton. Those Egyptians, you know, they may not know how to keep their mummies from coming back to life, but they can sure make a mean set of sheets. You know what I'm saying? MyPillow. You've helped build MyPillow into the company that it is today. You trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Well, now he's given back to you because the Giza Dream Sheets are their lowest price ever. They're coming in now as low as $29.98 with the promo code BECK. They come in multiple colors, styles, sizes. They're ultra soft, breathable as well. You can get them right now, MyPillow products. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Special Square to check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. Get the great limited-time specials. MyPillow.com, 800-966-3117. So we welcome Stu back. It's nice of you to grace us with your presence, Your Highness. Thank you so much. You're welcome, dear subject. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, so Stu, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been following uh, the heir to the Anheuser Busch fortune. <laughs> Have you seen this? A little bit, yeah. This is an <clears throat> interesting strategy going on here. Yeah, it is. We're going to play uh, a recording of it uh, is, uh, later on in the program, and I just want to whet your appetite. It is. It is the the worst indust self inflicted industrial accident I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it is as if is as if the uh, Anheuser Busch guy is standing there in front of a table saw, and he's asked by TMZ one question, and he's like, "Well, you know, hang on," and he just flips the switch for the table saw, and as he starts to answer, he just puts himself face down right directly into the saw. It is a bloodbath, an absolute. I don't think it's going to help Anheuser Busch that much. I really don't. Really don't. No. I think when you go, when you go on, to, and halfway through, he's like, you know, I thought we were here to talk about my book. Uh huh. Uh huh. Did you really think you were going to get on to television, any television show, and talk about your book? When they know the table saw is right there in front of you? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's ugly. I heard they had another what twenty six percent year over year drop, and you know, you, you people keep asking like, how are you going to turn this around? When is this going to stop? And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, it's never going to stop, which is an understandable uh, thought, but in reality, eventually they'll get to a point where mm-hmm. they're comparing themselves to the period of time that is after the drop. So it'll be year over year against when it's already fallen off 26%, and then it'll start I coming know. down, maybe. I mean, that, that's their their salvation well, is these I, numbers don't look so bad after a year of torture. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I wanted to know. What is the one-year anniversary? Because every month, year over year, every month they're down another 28%. And if you don't know how year over year works... You're kind of like, how many times does 25% go into 100? <laughs> They're like, well, it's looking to be down 10,000%. How many months before we get to the one-year anniversary? So we're going to start comparing it to the downtime. And this shows the, uh, the incompetence of, of Anheuser-Busch because the actual date of this was April 1st. And they could have and should have just said, April Fool's! We are just kidding with the Dillamulvaney thing. What, that was a joke. Come on, you guys know us. Remember we make the funny commercials? April Fool's. Wait a minute. Hang on just a second. They had that out and they didn't use it? It came out on April 1st? <laughs> that was Yeah, that's the date that it was at least... I think they may have obviously made it in advance of that and maybe sent it in advance maybe when she posted the video it was april 1st or he posted sorry i don't know did you produce. just call him her. i know I just, did you a, just call her she i'm looking at a picture here it what? certainly doesn't it's, look it's like, like a dude but whatever uh, uh, the point is uh you know april 1st is the day so i that's what they should have done that would have been the ultimate should have get out of jail free car. now they still <laughs> would have got a left-wing protest <laughs> We thought Dylan. You thought we would put Dylan. Come on, we're the, April first. We like we're like known for the what's up, guys. Like that's <laughs> this is our humor. That's <laughs> hilarious. Come on, and you know what? They probably would, their sales would have gone up ten percent, uh, but they they didn't attempt that one, unfortunately. Bud.
Why, <laughs> sir? <laughs> That's us. Like we don't. Hey, I'm I'm a, I'm in chickdom. Mm-hmm. That's me. I'm a woman. It all fits. It all fits. And we put a lot of time into this. Like we we hired someone and told them they had to re rebrand the entire thing away from fratty stuff. Uh. That was we. This is a we were building to this joke for months. I mean, give us some credit here. That's the right approach. Oh. Yeah. So uh, coming up in just a minute, we have Riley Gaines on with us, uh, 12-time NCAA All-American swimmer, independent women's forum spokesperson. She was spat upon. You know, why does spat seem like such an old word? Because it is the right word if somebody spits on you. But she was spat upon uh, yesterday while she was in Texas uh, with the governor signing new legislation that will protect women in college sports from competing against males. Now, I don't know when that became so controversial. When the left was like, you want to make sure that women have a chance? (laughs) I mean, when did that happen? We are very screwed up as a nation. Uh, yeah, I don't know how it became oh. pro. We are now at the point where the the people who have been talking to us about women's rights, and it seems to only right. exist when we're talking about killing children, but women's rights are super duper important. That's why we spit on women. I, I don't understand. Right. <laughs> how, right. That's interesting right. logic. And women's rights are really, really important, but only to the men who claim they're women. Right. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Dudes always win, man. We are we are on the right side of this. Yeah. This whole thing. No, like they keep, I know we are. We we no. we've all these these new changes are just favoring dudes. Like I, you know, they keep they oh wow, it's like oh hey now guys get to take over women's sports too. I mean why not? <laughs> like, yeah, guys, that's it's pro, right. Let's tell them all it's pro women. Let's that what we'll do is we'll tell them Let all it's for t- women's rights. Let me tell you this. I'm tired of living in this uh, world with this glass ceiling where somebody like me can't call themselves a chick <laughs> and win all the gold. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we do have the Anheuser-Busch. Let me take a one quick one-minute uh, break, and then we're going to come back. Turn on your table saws. <laughs> it gets ugly quickly in just a second. So if you've ever thought to yourself, I am so tired of being tired That feeling you get when you start staring at the ceiling counting sheep or waking up with raccoon eyes from tossing and turning all night. It uh, doesn't have to be that way. And especially if you want to take something natural to help yourself out. Get yourself some Relief Factor Sleep. Just like the regular Relief Factor that you take to help with your pain. Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug free. It has a blend of natural ingredients. It's designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress, improving mood, and promoting relaxation. I know for a fact that it works because I use it probably two times a week, maybe. Uh, and you just you, it helps you relax. But again, it's all natural, so you don't have any drugs in your system or anything like that. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. It's relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight. 10 seconds, station ID.
I swear to you, my uh, living off the grid is absolutely not ready for prime time. Uh, you get natural gas and uh, uh, and uh, and regular fuel and regular electricity, and you have to get rid of it because I live up on the side of a mountain where we don't have any of those things. Uh, I think my computers are run by raccoons. I'm not really sure. So nothing will really update up here, but... You know, that's not a problem. It's not a problem doing a national radio program and things don't update. I don't, I don't need actual information. Um, so I don't know who, which air is this for Anheuser-Busch? Stu, do you know, or Sarah? Okay, good, good, good. I have the raccoons to blame. You guys have nobody to blame. But this is, this is one of the heirs to Anheuser-Busch, the fortune. And uh, he's just written a new book, and he decides, hey, you know what I'll do? I'll go on TMZ, because I bet they're not going to ask me a single question that's controversial. Listen to the buzzsaw. Go ahead. You must have strong opinions about the... Um, the Dylan Mulvaney campaign. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney campaign. Uh, I think... My family, my ancestors. Stop, stop. This is where he should have said, no, I really want to just talk about my book. Okay, that's that. uh, And then they would have said, well, we got to get at least one answer. No, I'm I'm here to talk about my book. I think he should have said, hey, if you're not on the side of a mountain and I have uh, I have a bunch of green technology that doesn't work. I can't hear you anymore. I'm sorry. We have to cut this short. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, April Fool's, I would have thrown everything at it to stay out of these questions. (laughs) Okay, so listen, he decides to answer. Now, listen to this. Uh, I think. My family, my ancestors would have rolled over in their grave. They were very patriotic. They loved this country and what it stood for. Um, they believed that oh. transgender, um, gays, th- that sort of thing was all a very personal issue. Um, they loved this country because it is a free country and people are allowed to do what they want. But it was never meant to be on a beer can and never meant to be pushed in people's faces. The people, for the majority who drink beer, care about uh, wholesome um mm. things uh, <laughs> care about america and believe that certain things in life should be kept private and uh, transgenderism okay. is one of them why okay why? <laughs> oh gosh here he goes now i mean so far that answer isn't terrible right like that is okay all right okay hang is, on now Just forget the fact that you're on tmz right uh, and yeah. you should know what direction these questions are coming from. Like, if he gave that to a conservative host, like the conservative, I think I mean, that's kind of what we want out of Bud Light, right? Just, just keep it out of your friggin' beer stuff. Like, just shut up about this yeah, stuff. But that's keep- not what he said. That's not what it's he not- said. He should have said, no, he should have said, look, beer is beer. It's not political. And this isn't about transgenderism. This is about shoving everything in everyone's face and making it political to where you cannot have a differing opinion. I don't really, I don't really care how you live your life. Why do, would you want me, you know, having, uh, you know, the, you know, a straight couple humping on your, on your beer can? No, leave it alone. (laughs) 
Just leave it alone. I just want a nice beer, okay? I want the Clydesdales. I want rah rah. We're not that bad of a place. I don't want any <laughs> political messages with my beer. You're not even looking it's for like, not hey, about... it's a great place. It's like, hey, we're not that bad of a place. <laughs> that's your right. That's the only thing. Oh, we want I've lowered my stuff. standards. Yeah. Oh no, I've lowered my standards. You know, America. Eh. Wait, but how? <laughs> okay, I'll take it. <laughs> now, I know this is about to get worse, but like, is, how is his answer so far really di- like diverge from what you, the direction you no, were going it, in? Okay, because okay, he said a couple of things. He said transgender gay. Okay, well, you better understand, Mr. Yeah, he turning fl- on the buzzsaw. He flubbed that a little okay, bit. Yes. Gonna, yeah, flubbed that one a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, and he set himself up to say being transgender is un-American. <laughs> He's like, I'm, 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 you know, my relatives, they loved America. Not this transgender stuff. Right. Wait. No, but now, he, he did he set made, himself up for he that. He made some ground. Mm-hmm. He made himself, it, it made it okay, um, but he also said, you got to keep things quiet. Well, do you? See, this is, uh, you, I don't want to push you in the closet. I, I don't care. Just don't force me to claim you're a good-looking woman when you're a dude. Okay? Yeah. No, I, you, can be a, you can be a dude in a dress, and that's fine. And you can go, I am beautiful, and I am a woman. That's great. But I have the right to go, no, he's not. I mean, the execution so, of this point was not, was suboptimal, uh, as we might say. Uh, but what I think oh, you haven't. No, but I'm just saying, like it, his point so far. I think you could, you know, the left mm-hmm. could say, "Oh, well, he's talking about transgenders to stay in the closet," but he's clearly not actually saying that. He's saying, like, "Look, it's not mm-hmm. something to put on a beer can." I'm saying again, so far, I've not heard this whole clip. Maybe he does say that. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, no, no, just seconds. I, I was with you, okay. Stu. I was okay. with you before I heard the whole clip, and I was like, "Okay, it's not good." No, but and then and then he keeps talking. Listen be kept private yeah. because it's, I mean, it's, it's, I, 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 if i'm i'm gay and he's gay should we keep that private uh yeah you know you don't have to keep it private but i don't think you should advertise it on a beer can do, do you i mean um if i like we, um, we, we just looked at at bud light rainbow cans i mean the company advertised on there and that seemed to be okay <laughs> yep yep well Trouble. i don't know um why do you think then you guys that uh people are turning away and boycotting Bud Light now. Prejudice. Why? Prejudice. You believe it's prejudice? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely it's prejudice. I mean, oh, so stupid. the same argument I mean, could, could these guys, made, I, Honestly, I could you find two dumber people to be yeah. like, conducting this interview? I, <laughs> no. Like, not even, it's I, I, I don't TMZ. Know. Right. It's like, why would, <laughs> no. you, why would you go on? I mean, that's the first step here. Why would you go on TMZ? What, what possible, per, what are you going to sell? Eight books? I mean, when's the last time someone Stuit. who read TMZ read a book? <laughs> Eight, 1995? Stuit. Like, there, 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 there is no, look at the Venn diagram of TMZ viewers and book readers. They do not come, they do not come together at any point. Stu, uh, Stu, uh, see the horse laying there in the field? Please put your club away for a second, okay? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Oh, absolutely it's prejudice. I mean, the same mm. argument could have been made. Um, <laughs> I, look, I remember my dad telling me stories that there were bars in L.A. Uh, that on, used to coming. have signs that said, no dogs, no Jews. So there's been a history of prejudice <laughs> exactly in the country. The point. People get over certain yeah. things. Uh-huh. It's happened to Jews. It's happened mm-hmm. to black people. It's happened to gay people. And it's happening to transgender it's happened people. To, white so people. to me, it is absolutely prejudice. But Asians. Well, I just think, I just think, um, you know, I think prejudice against Jews, against black people, those kinds of things is a totally different deal than, uh, than <laughs> advertising. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dog is getting excited. His dog is trying to stop it. His trying to stop Get the out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> you pay me. You bought me to protect you. Come out of the room. Come out of the room. <laughs> they're going to kill you. Come out of the room. <laughs> Dog <laughs> just starts jumping on him in the middle of the, in the interview, just doing everything that I want to do. Like, I want to jump in there and just pull him off the camera, and the dog is attempting the same thing. Even the dog knows you don't do this interview. <laughs> All right, go ahead. That makes three of us. <laughs> Excuse me, one second. Let me move him out of that. Sorry about that, guys. You still there? Yeah. Okay. I just happen to think that um, your, you know, your sexual preference is uh, is meant to stay private. I just don't think, uh, you know, I think it's not when you when you talk about um, racism. Uh, racism. I, I, I got to stop you for a second. Being a transgender person is not a sexual preference. Mm-hmm. That's different from a sexual preference. Okay. This, it's an Correct. identity. This um, is an identity. That's a fact. It's an identity. What you're no. saying is it's, that the majority of no, people don't a, identify and don't it's want a mental it in their illness. Face. That's prejudice. That's what prejudice I is. Mental illness. That's what prejudice is. It's intolerance and it's saying, I will turn my back on your beer if it's supported by somebody I don't like. I mean, I, I thought we were going to talk about my book, Charles. Well, I, did, and I did too. I mean, um, I did too. But, but, you, but you, here, you we, here we are talking about the politics of well, transgenderism. You open the door, Billy. He, he opened the door. Oh, that was his fault? Uh, Bo- yeah. Uh, politics. Politics. He got it right. I mean, he hasn't stepped into the buzzsaw yet, but he at least got it right there and didn't realize it. Politics is what it's all about. Okay, let's uh, tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Legacy Box. You know all the uh, old VHS tapes tapes that you have in the box in the garage because of global warming. (sighs) All of your all your family memories uh, memories are going to be killed. They're all being killed by the sun and the global warming that's happening because of evil oil people. You got to get now, of course, the videotape was made through petrochemicals, but forget about that. They're being destroyed by the oil people. The oil people are turned have turned on their oil products like videotape. You've got to save them. So burn your car and then. Take all of those old videotapes and put them in a legacy box and send them some way where they don't have to use any oil to get to the place and put them all on either DVD or online in a cloud. Make sure you save your family's history. Legacy Box having a great $9 sale right now. $9 tape sale, LegacyBox.com. That's LegacyBox.com. 
And blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your annual subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you have joined us today. We've got, uh, we have Riley Gaines joining us now. Is she on the phone yet? She is a 12-time NCAA All-American swimmer, Independent Women's Forum spokesperson. She was in Texas. New legislation uh, to protect women in college sports from competing against males. That's how much of a bigot she is. Riley, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So I heard you were spat upon yesterday. Is that true? I mean, are we even surprised anymore? Um, there was, you know, the protesters spitting. They were throwing drinks and bottles. They were using the most profane language to third graders who were there supporting the the wow. chance and the opportunity to be able to compete at the level that I was fortunate enough to be able to compete at. At third graders who had already dealt with this at their schools in Texas competing against boys. And so I think that says a lot about the movement. I think that says a lot about really where we are as a nation. Um, when you see these grown adults really throwing temper tantrums like little babies, entitled babies, so uh, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt, uh, he led the way. He signed uh, the Women's Bill of Rights by executive order. Then Texas uh, did it, and you were with the governor yesterday. What exactly does this bill do? <laughs> the Women's Bill of Rights is a law defined sex-based terms such as male and female and woman and man and girl and boy and mother and father. I mean, it's crazy that we need this common sense law. I, I, the nearly 250 years that we've been established as a country, and of course, human civil, civilization has been around a lot longer than that. We've never struggled to understand what man and woman is, but we've reached a point where, unfortunately, we are. And so that's all this bill does. It doesn't prevent laws from being made as it pertains to transgender individuals. Um, it doesn't create any new laws. Um, it just defines the word woman where it already exists in law. So take, for example, the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. That's great, but what good is it if we can't agree on the definition of a woman? That's what the Women's Bill of Rights does. Well, let me tell you something, Riley. As, as a man who's now a woman, uh, I am so glad that I can break the glass ceiling and take all of the awards from you. Because I'm clearly stronger as a woman. This is this is really nuts. And what what I think is the craziest about it is the people who are saying they are protecting women are not protecting women. They're protecting men who are claiming that they're women and violating the rights of actual women. It's the patriarchy, right? I mean, didn't they preach down your throat about this? Think of the original Me Too movement. I mean, oh my goodness, they would roll over in their grave, the people who once fought for this, um, to know what's happening now. But you're exactly right. 
we've seen this fall almost entirely on party lines. Especially, I mean, look at what the U.S. House of Representatives did as it pertained to the Protection for Women and Girls Sports Act uh, put forward by Greg Subi. It did fall entirely on party lines. All 203, every single one of them, Democrat representatives in the House, voted in opposition of protecting women and girls. All of them. And these are mothers and fathers of young daughters, uh, of young sons who, who play in sports, certainly. And so it's just... It's confusing, right? Like, doesn't it just make you scratch your head? Like, how did we, how did we get here? But really, it feels like betrayal. So, Riley, why do you, because I, I urge people to ask their friends who are suddenly finding themselves going, that is not only a woman, that is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And if you don't say that, I can't be your friend anymore. <laughs> and they should have they should compete in women's sports. They should be showering in our, you know, high school locker rooms, uh, all of this stuff. Ten years ago, that didn't happen. Ten years ago, you would not have had 203 Democrats stand up and do that. What new information do you think they think they got that is making them march in lockstep? People, here's my conclusion of of why I think people are taking this approach. We very much live in a society, and we have the media ultimately to blame, um, along with other things, but we very much live in a society where you're either an oppressor or you're oppressed. And people shiver at the thought of being an oppressor. And you know what what qualifies you to be an oppressor? Being white, uh, especially a white man. Oh my gosh, if you're a white man, forget it. Being a Christian. That's why I'm a woman sexual. and a black woman. <laughs> hey, you can be whatever you want. But being those Amen. things, it makes you an oppressor. And people are terrified of that thought. And they're scared they're going to end up on the wrong side of history. But let me tell you what. Ooh. Asking a young girl to undress in front of a grown, fully intact man, that puts you on the wrong side of history. And if you even try to, to combat that, to disagree... It says a whole lot about you and what you think about girls, what you think about women, and, and truthfully, what you think about the truth. So, I could go on. I've got let me I've got let me theories and theories. But let me you get it. Give give me a uh, reaction to these headlines. Headline number one: When it comes to trans sports bans, don't be fooled by the language of protection. <laughs> well, I mean. The way they even look, this Women's Bill of Rights, they label it as anti-trans. It doesn't mention the word transgender anywhere in the Women's Bill of Rights. Nowhere in the Women's Bill of Rights does it talk about being transgender. But that's what that's what this is. Any attempt to protect women is immediately an attack on trans. And what does that tell you? What does that tell you when when protecting women has become this attack? It means they want to erase us. Um, it's not anti-trans. We're not banning athletes from competing. Anyone, regardless of your sexual orientation or your gender identity or your race or what sport you play, everybody should play sports. Of course, everyone should. I encourage everyone to play sports, but play where it's fair and where it's safe. And that's how it aligns with your biological sex, not with your gender identity. Everyone should play sports. I'll be the first to put it on the record and say it. So if you really believe you're a woman and you're born a man and you were misgendered by the doctor and society, where are you supposed to play? 
with the men, with the ladies? Aren't you kind of nowhere? Are you are you referring to um, intersex individuals? Trans, yeah, tra- transgender individuals that are saying, you know, I can't play with the men because I'm not a man. I identify as a woman. And but the women now won't let me play in their sports. But they mm-hmm. are male. Um, to, to deny that is to deny reality, is to deny biological truth. Uh, they are a male. If you have a Y chromosome and you've gone through male puberty, uh, despite if you've gone through male puberty, now if you have a Y chromosome, you are a male. Uh, therefore, you should compete with the men. Uh, that's, that's why any category in sport is made. It's not to segregate anyone. It's, we do it for this foundational sense of fairness. Think about boxing, right? We have the heavyweights and we have the featherweights and we have the classifications in between, but we're not, we're not putting the heavyweights in the heavyweight category because we're fat shaming them. That's silly. We're doing it because it would be unfair if you had a man who's 280 pounds competing against fighting a guy who's 180, right? I mean, that, that is, would be crazy. And we all know the outcome. It's the same thing in regards to, to this whole debate and think of Lance Armstrong. What did we call it when he took testosterone and beat everyone? We called it cheating. And that's what this is as well. I will tell you that, uh, if, if we put, uh, so-called women into a boxing ring and that transgender woman, uh, which is a man goes and pummels a woman in the ring and beats her to a bloody pulp you're really a, I mean, you're really a sick woman hating person that would cheer for that scene. Every guy I know would be like, dude, what are you doing? We've been raised to protect women and men don't hit women. It's clearly a dude. And because of the muscle mass and everything else, they're built differently to watch a man beat a woman uh in a, in a in a rink is despicable and it says something about you i think really perverse about you no comment on that riley is she there still or she's just like this is a billy this is a billy bush thing this is anheuser bush he's i just her, heard the table saw go on her Ooh. dog climbed on her in the middle of the interview he's like get off <laughs> no i'm sure that's we not just the case. lost her yeah, i guess lost her yeah uh, okay good yeah <laughs> um, all right well it's a, it's um, a fascinating... thank her for us sarah and this is a fascinating thing we're that goes, just not gonna have time go back to the anheuser-busch thing as it ties into what riley was talking about it's like you know the the really dumb point that uh, the tmz guy makes is like oh well it's got to be prejudice right well like, like can we stop and think about this for a second like this is an obvious political issue where there's a big divide in the country and the, and the divide is not just oh well i don't like transgender people versus i like transgender people this the the athletics is a great example of it right women understandably see this as a as a uh, a trespass on their territory These are their sports, their leagues, their opportunities being taken by men who are just, who aren't even altering themselves uh, in some cases uh, physically and are just coming into the locker rooms, getting undressed with women and then beating them in the sport. Obviously, women see that as an incursion on what they are supposed to be able to do. And that is the dividing line here. 
So the fact that Bud Light should not take a position in that battle, I would argue they should take the position, I don't know, in favor of the women. But, you know, okay, I understand why you wouldn't want to take any position in a battle like that, because it is a very controversial issue for some reason in this country right now. So stay out of it. That makes sense. I will will tell you that in in the olden days, we wouldn't have, any product would not take a position on that no matter which side you're on, because that's not the place of advertising. All you're doing then is picking a side and pissing the other side off. You in an advertising, in a, in a, in a market, you want to grab as many people as you can. So you stay out. What the left has done is politicized absolutely everything. Mm. There is nothing that you can't go do, see, buy, eat, watch where it isn't political. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh, Glenn, that's a that, that's a problem. Go back to your your, your radio history, Mr. Radio Hall of Fame here. We have Glenn Beck. Let's let's, let's dive right. into this knowledge that he has. But like if you go back it's beautiful, to beautiful beautiful Tuesday. It's the difference between talk radio and like top 40 CHR radio, right? Like we on this, the station you're listening to now, right? Like we are supposed to say everything that we believe and say it as, as, as bluntly as possible, because that's why you come here, right? That's not why you mm-hmm. come to your local top 40 radio station. That's playing the hits. And so Glenn, when you were you it's know, not a, in that format, yeah. you would be discouraged by programmers for coming out and giving your political opinions for this exact same reason. You don't want to piss off half of your audience exactly right exactly right and you know i would go as far as saying that's why i don't like and now i'm i'm you know this is quite a statement coming from me why i wouldn't listen to sports talk radio if i'm into sports which i'm not but if i was into sports shut up about the the policies of the president i don't care if it's trump or biden Talk to me about sports. I don't want to learn history from you unless it's sports history. I don't want to hear about your take on black and white America. I don't want to hear your talk about gender, anything. Tell me what is going on in the game and give me some insight into the players and how they're playing it. That's what I want. Back in just a minute. And I want to clarify i don't want any of that because i don't watch sports but i think you get it um you can't assume that everything in life is always going to go according to plan as much as i wish that were the way the simple truth is uh life loves to throw you curveballs from time to time and sometimes those curveballs can be really scary wars natural disasters economic downturn any of these things sound so crazy that uh they're not right around the corner possibly don't get caught without a plan. They're best selling at My Patriot Supply three month emergency food kit. For a limited time, you're going to save 25% per kit when you order. Biggest discount that they offer doesn't come along every day. It won't last long. So if you want to save a bunch of money and be prepared for anything that might come your way, grab your 25% discount today before the offer expires. You get fast and free shipping, and you can go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save 25% right now. Don't regret it. Take action today. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Uh, so the makers of the drugs like Manjaro, which I think should be the name of a like a jungle mountain resort, come to the jungles and the sea of Manjaro. But anyway, uh, the makers of all of the weight loss drugs, which were actually diabetes drugs, new study has come out. Are you actually healthier if you take it? Now, my immediate response was, no, can't be. <laughs> uh, actually, no. It is showing huge, huge health benefit benefits in the latest study. Yeah, that was really the only thing left. They were like, okay, yes, it helps you lose weight, but is it just some sort of artificial weight loss where you're, you're losing weight, but it's not giving you the associated benefits you'd expect from losing a bunch of weight? Well, the study came out and it actually blew away expectations. Uh, so it, it, improved, it, it actually performed much better than expected. And, uh, you know, sh- cutting uh, stroke and heart, uh, heart disease by something like 20%, uh, which is remarkable. See? My wife will not. She's like, you're not taking that stuff. And I'm like, honey, look Why? at me. And she's like, I know I have. <laughs> but you're not taking that stuff. It's not healthy. And I'm like, yeah, but... Neither is all the pizza and ice cream no. that I eat. You you spent your entire She's life like, we'll doing drugs eating. behind people's back. Why don't you just consider just do it? I mean, what's she gonna do? It's one shot a no, week. No, I was trying I mean. to kick that habit. Oh, okay. trying to stop that. Jeez. The Glenn Beck Program. So when is the last hey, time? Well, Why are you going to cut me off? I'm in the middle of talking about home title lock and the fine people over there. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I was just, I'm just, I didn't know you were ready to go. I am ready to go. And I want to tell you about your home's title. If you have not checked it lately, you're a normal person. This does not make you abnormal. Hey, I have, I've, I've let myself down. I have not checked my home title. Uh, No one checks their home title. This is the problem, and this is why scammers have been able to take advantage of this. They can sign over your home's title to them, and then they can take out loans against your equity. This puts you on the chopping block. You're the one that gets hit with this, and it's not fun at all. So how do you avoid it? Well, you need to go with home title lock. Home title lock can protect you from home title fraud. Uh, And the biggest problem with this is it can go months and months and months before you even know it's occurred. You're living in their house normally. You don't know all this paperwork has gone on behind the scenes and the money is gone. Uh, Use the promo code BACK at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is BACK. Sign up, get your first 30 days of protection free right now at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BACK. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the uh, program. Well, Porsche has just released a new ad, and um, they literally photoshopped Christ out of it. Can't have that thing up there. The Germans and, of course, you know, Porsche, which does seem to have some Nazi ties, has 
has decided to airbrush an image of Christ out. Now, it was caught by some viewers because it's kind of an obvious landmark in Brazil. We'll tell you about that and so much more coming up in 60 seconds. Tunnel to Towers 9-11 was America's darkest day and it was filled with carnage and sorrow. And born on that day was the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And it has been helping America's heroes ever since. Sometimes military service members and first responders don't come home. Tragically, that's what comes with this job. And when you have young children that are left behind, Tunnel to Towers makes sure they do everything they possibly can to pay the mortgage on the family home to help lift the financial burden. And for catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, they build mortgage-free smart homes that can help these heroes move around more independently. Their Veterans Homeless Program provides housing and services to more than 500 in 2022, and more, sadly, to 1,500 this year so far. All veterans who honorably serve, whether in peacetime or in war, deserve our nation's gratitude. Will you help? Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission now to do good and never forget the sacrifices of this country's heroes. You can help them. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers. $11 a month right now at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. So. There is a, uh, well, let me just show you. There's a new ad out, uh, and let me show you the first ad. The uh, If you're watching Blaze TV, and I'll describe it as it comes up on the screen, and my screen isn't working. Yes, you have the full screen, please. Uh, the Porsche Cross, one and two. Okay. <laughs> well, it was on my show prep sheet today. I'm sorry, I'm having a conversation Without you, uh, or it could sound like I'm being nuts, but you can't hear what they're saying in my ear. <laughs> sure, my someone's ear. talking in your ear, Glenn. That's what always happens. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. I know. Mm -hmm. uh, can you find out what happened? Because I have them on my. Uh... Yeah, I see it on my list too here. So I'm not sure what happened. Some technical yeah. difficulty of sorts. Okay, so there's a new Porsche ad, and what it is is uh, uh, you know a new Porsche that's going up these winding hills. And it's beautiful, and it's overlooking a city. And when you're watching it, you're like, that kind of looks like, it kind of looks like, you know, that, that place in Rio. Except there's a giant Christus statue there. And uh, Porsche decided to airbrush it out. And, you know, some people are like, eh, I, you know, maybe we should have let the Christus in there. I mean, it's, you know, it'd be like showing the New York Harbor and erasing uh, the Statue of Liberty. I, I, I mean, now maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me, but uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe it's our society that's doing this, uh, Stu. Maybe it's. Uh, <laughs> by the way, it's it's uh, Portugal. It's in uh, Lisbon, Portugal, which has the same kind of thing. A giant pedestal in in Lisbon. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a. It seems a little emblematic. It's a little too on the nose. 
<laughs> yeah. literally airbrushing Christ it's not out. Like we're, <laughs> right, it's not like we're erasing God or anything. We're just erasing God. That's all we're doing. <laughs> I know there's some symbolism here that could might maybe be a problem. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it does seem exactly like it's exactly what we're doing everywhere right now. And uh, it's, you know, there's a reason why statues were built uh, for this particular uh, figure. Uh, it's an important one, kind of the foundation of all the good things in, hu- in uh, of all human existence, right? Like all of the good instincts we have are based on the teachings of this person. And I, you know, I think maybe, maybe, I don't know, we should keep him around. Well, you know what I like, what I really like is when you take um, a statue like this and you erase it, it kind of reminds me a little bit a little bit of, uh, you know, the Taliban and what they did with the giant Buddha statues. Mm-hmm. We don't like them. We can blow them up. Uh, you know, sure, sure, you could do that. But you may not want to do that. What is the difference between the new woke left erasing statues of Christ and the Taliban erasing statues just in a more physical way it's same it's the same thing it's a religion that's like i don't we don't want that we yeah. don't want that and of course they are also destroying physical statues uh, we should point out they're doing that too yeah. I mean. yeah, you're right well, okay all right why do you have to be such a nitpicker they are literally doing the exact same thing uh with people you know a big uh you know, uh, people who are, you know, fighting against slavery their entire lives, uh, you know, they're ripping their statues down and they're saying that they're racist. They're doing all of these things all at once and acting as if it's crazy when you point it out that you're some crazy conspiracy theorist where I don't know. It doesn't seem like a conspiracy when I keep seeing it on video or not seeing it on video in this particular case. Yeah. Uh, and it's a pretty obvious one. You know, when you're looking at that picture, especially if you're in South America, you're looking at this picture or in Lisbon um, and you're like, wait a minute. Um, I know that. <laughs> I know that bridge. I know that area. And something happens to be missing from it. Where is it? But now, who would think a, a nice German know. company like that would ever do anything? <laughs> to I know. Negative I know. religion. <laughs> There's no examples of that. I mean, sure, we we understand Porsche's history with getting rid of the Jews, but now the Christians, too. What? (laughs) What's their deal, man? Uh, Let me play a cut five here. This is a woman in San Francisco, and she's a very liberal woman. And uh, she don't like the way the things are happening in the city of San Francisco. Listen. I'm literally shaking right now. I was just getting groceries and I live in San Francisco and I never really feel fully safe. If you live in San Francisco, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And I just got groceries. I'm walking out of the store and this guy is walking past me and says, move you stupid He spits in my face, spits all over my face. And then I say, excuse me, did you just spit in my face? And he says, move or I'll rape you. There's also people everywhere and everyone's just walking by because they're like, I can't handle something else in San Francisco. It's always something else. I don't even know why I'm posting this. If you live in San Francisco, do you feel this way all the time? I don't feel safe ever. I literally never feel safe. It's better when it's daylight, but nighttime. No, not leaving my house. Hmm. 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 Well, thank you, Gavin Newsom. Uh, and thank you. Uh, the left. I, I mean, Hmm. 
Who would have seen this coming? This is coming as a shock to me and uh, about 100% of people that don't vote for the left. But only that 100% of people. Not a shock. Not uh, a shock. <laughs> not a shock at all. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for them. But, you know, I would like to hear in that, hey, I voted for this crap, and it's not working. It's making things much, much worse. Have you seen the videos, Stu? Um, I've posted them in our, um, in our show prep that you can get for free every day. Just go to glenbeck.com and sign up for our show prep. And we post about 90 stories a day, and they're the most important stories that I think you should read of the day. And I've put a couple of these videos. It's this Hispanic guy. I think he we grew up in San Francisco. Um, and he's just walking down the streets. And he's like, I'm just going to count the open businesses. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to Market Street. And I'm going to walk the mile of Market Street between City Hall and the, uh, and the wharf. And I'm just going to count stores that are open. Nothing. Nothing on either side of the street. They've just, it's a ghost town. It, it's like Omega Man. And you're just, people are coming out and they're like, and you're like, I think they might eat you, man. I don't know who they are. And there's nothing. All of these stores just closed, malls completely closed. And I don't mean malls like, you know, J.C. Penney's. I mean, malls that were high upscale malls in a very tourist area. Nothing is there. They've just they've gutted this city. Yeah. And they're going to do it to the rest of the country if we allow them. Yes, they will. Uh, they will do. I mean, this is a like, did you read the article? I don't, Glenn, I don't know if you talked about it yesterday, but there's a big story about sort of hey let's look back you know every once in a while i like these stories that like hey you remember that big controversy that big debate we had let's look back and see how it happened it was one of those stories i think it was in the new york mm -hmm. times i think it was the new york times and it was looking back at hey remember when uh portland decided to say you can just do any drug you want on the streets mm -hmm. how'd that work out mm -hmm. and so they went back and looked at it and you'll be surprised to hear because it was i think it was the new york times or some mainstream media source that they said, uh, this has not worked out at all. Uh, this has not gone the way what that they surprise. hoped. What uh, a surprise. It has been, you know, all overdoses are up, crime is up, drug use is up, all the things they said wouldn't happen. And a big part of this is because they didn't even do, you know, the libertarians for years have been talking about Portugal, which where they decriminalized a lot of these drugs. It works in Portugal. And it worked in Portugal uh, largely because of the fact that they attached penalties to this and all mm -hmm. sorts of it was mm -hmm. carrot and stick right it was both of those things not one of those things michael schellenberger's book goes through this in perfect detail about how he went over and talked to the people in portugal who put the system in and he said hey this sounds Correct. nothing like what liberals are recommending in the united states this is they're not exactly it never is it never is so th this is what they they basically did it was implement a liberal version of this where they had no stick all carrot and it has spun out of control. It's been a complete catastrophe, even by the New York Times telling. And they will continue to do this all over the country if we don't stop them. They will destroy city after city. And, you know, there are a lot of people who might have, you know, stupid opinions about all sorts of things like taxes who think, think of themselves as liberal and live in these cities, but are also 
being victimized by these policies on a day-to-day basis like this poor woman who's i mean like where where are the people out crying out for her they'll cry out for dylan mulvaney and the oppression that dylan mulvaney is facing but not a woman walking down the street getting spit in the face and being threatened to be raped that's the society these people are in the day Mm -hmm. in the daytime and this is one of their supporters i'm sure i'm sure I mean, this is probably somebody who believes in all of this stuff and voted for all of this stuff, and they don't care. These people are so anti-human. They don't care. You know, it's like Soros says, you you know, yeah, a lot of people are going to be hurt by my policies, but it's kind of fun, an experiment. I mean, that's damn near a quote from him. He, he just enjoys experiencing if people get uh, or experimenting and if people get hurt, oh, well, people get hurt. They don't actually care. And there's there's no way you're science based when you have a theory on something, you put it into practice and it doesn't work and it leads to total destruction. And what happens? You continue to promote it, and you don't change anything. In fact, you double down. That's not science. That's insanity. I'm going to show you the scars of, of San Francisco. It is, it's no, it used to be one of the best cities in America. It was beautiful, truly a beautiful American city. It's gone, gang. It's gone. I'll show you in a minute. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. This half hour, it's Rough Greens. If you have a dog, you know he's not just a dog. He's family. And if you're a good pet owner, you care about his health and happiness, and I know you are. So there is uh, something that you know on a basic level that brown food is dead. Dry kibble food is dead food. Your dog, just like you, needs the vitamin, the uh, vital nutrients that have been baked out of it. Even wet dog food doesn't always cut it. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black to put all of the good stuff, the green stuff, back into your dog's food and diet. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. And most dogs love it and will go crazy for it. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal for you. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. First trial bag free. Just pay for shipping, 833-GLEN-33. 10 seconds, station ID. I want to show you this video if you happen to be uh, watching Blaze TV. Go ahead and roll it. And Stu, just do a little play-by-play on this, because you've not seen it before. Watch this. Zombieland Tour. Not a single person in the plaza. Mm -hmm. This used to be back with people back in the day. Empty tables, uh, you know. I mean, it really looks like it would be a really nice place to have a drink, to have a a meal. Uh, Instead, it's completely uh, empty, desolate. No one, not even... Let him him go and narrate a little bit of this. So we're going to explore the plaza to see if there's anything left. Oh my gosh. Just empty storefronts. This is a beautiful outdoor mall that had high-level stores in it. You know, this this was a Prada. For language. At least they kept the Muzak going. Close now. 
Yeah, it makes it creepier. Sí. Mm -hmm. Every store is closed. Close, 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 close. This used to be a food place right here. Close. Here's another one. This one's for Lee's. Good luck with that. <laughs> what do we have here? For Lee's. This one's for Lee's. It doesn't say what it used to be. Before they close, now it only says for Lee's. Look at this. Everything's closed. It's no people. Massive, and there's no one. It's 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 like the pandemic yeah. killed everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it seems like. You know, it's weird, Glenn, because, you know, I I, I like looking at those uh, thing, you know, these uh, malls that have been abandoned and the people, photographers go in there and take pictures of like as the overgrowth yeah. kind of comes in. That's not what we're looking at here. What you're looking at here is a mall, a shopping area that is completely Perfectly clean maintained. and maintained. There's obviously maintenance workers and people coming in and cleaning this place every day. It looks it looks immaculate, but there's literally no people or stores in it. But it's... Uh, Floor after floor after floor. And this oh, is the Mercado. I think that's what you call it. Um, this is one of the uh, main shopping areas. In And watch, he goes out street. And it's just homeless people. And ugh, there's nothing. Nothing. There's another one. If we have the other one that I posted last week. Uh, there is, uh, he mm. walks on the, I think it's Market Street, is the main street. Um, and it goes all the way down to the wharf. And there's nothing. He walked, he walked on the, he walked at one point, one of his videos, he's at the wharf. No one. Have you ever been to the wharf? It's packed with people, especially this time of year. Packed. You can't even get close to it. Nothing. Nothing is open. And honestly, you, you know, we think we know. We think we know how bad things are in San Francisco. We have no idea. Yeah. We have no idea. Yeah, I was going to say, too, like, this is almost better footage that I've seen, most of the other footage I've seen of San Francisco. I mean, at least it doesn't seem like it's, like, overrun with criminals and uh, and you know, homeless people in this particular area. It's It seems to be just, com they've just given up on the city entirely. Like, I, I, there's nobody there. Uh, there is no one in the area, and how could you possibly maintain this? Because people are terrified to go out of their houses. They don't want to go to a place like this. And the store owners know. I mean, I, there was also this footage you may have talked about yesterday, Glenn, of of, of the, uh, again, the CBS reporters who went to, store, to cover a crime. It's like the sixth time yeah. they've been down there, and their car was broken into as they were right across the street. They parked their rental car, walked across the street, took everything out of their car because they wanted to make sure no one would break into it, no. and watched it happen yet again. Uh, right in front of them. Car broken into. They wanted to go into the trunk. And this is insanity that this is happening yeah. to American cities. We think that we know... You know, oh, there's poop on the ground and there's needles everywhere and there's homelessness. That's just the beginning. This town is gutted, absolutely gutted. And the people that are still living there are terrified to go outside of their home. This is not America. And this is truly, and I mean this with everything in it, I love San Francisco. Don't like their policies and don't like, obviously, the way they've run it into the ground. But San Francisco is truly an American jewel. 
it, it was burned down after the turn of the century with the with the um, uh, San Francisco fire and they rebuilt it and they rebuilt it bigger and better and they wanted to be a showplace for the world and it was and it's a great city they've destroyed it and gutted it we'll tweet this uh, video out so you can see it it it's a uh, what's happening is beyond homelessness it is the gutting of america and that's what's coming everywhere more in just a second the glenn back program american financing nmls 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org so if you're smart with your money and since you're listening to this program chances are you're pretty good with it um you want to make sure that you're not in debt but you also have seen the impact of this inflation and the policies of this administration it's not freaking global warming it's the policies of this government and if you are behind the eight ball now and you are in debt to your eyeballs with your high interest credit cards that interest rate is going to go higher and higher and the value of your dollar is going to go lower and lower. You need to get out of this destructive cycle. Please, uh, this isn't right for everybody, but I want you to call and find out if it's right for you. American Financing would like to uh, help you save on those credit cards by doing a consolidation loan. If you have your home, use the power of your equity in your home to get out of those 20 21% interest rates right now. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. It's time to subscribe to Blaze TV. Get over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're just talking about how every aspect of American life, everything that is going on is under attack and you are now seeing the results. And if America doesn't look to examples uh, of, let's say, San Francisco or L.A. and you don't actually see what's going on, you, you, you're going to be caught uh, uh, and be surprised and be like, when did this happen? It's happening right now. And it is incredible to me that if you listen to this woman who just posted something on, um, on Facebook or wherever, she had just been out shopping during the middle of the day. She lives in San Francisco and listen to her and listen to her voice shake. She is truly frightened. I'm literally shaking right now. I was just getting groceries and I live in San Francisco and I never really feel fully safe. If you live in San Francisco, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And I just got groceries. I'm walking out of the store and this guy is walking past me and says, move you stupid. He spits in my face, spits all over my face. And then I say, excuse me, did you just spit in my face? And he says, move or I'll rape you. There's also people everywhere and everyone's just walking by because they're like, I can't handle something else in San Francisco. It's always something else. I don't even know why I'm posting this. If you live in San Francisco, do you feel this way all the time? I don't feel safe, ever. I literally never feel safe. 
It's better when it's daylight. But nighttime, no, not leaving my house. Jeez. Who, who, who wants to live there? Who wants to live there? And at the same time they're doing this, the Biden administration is trying to take your guns. Gavin Newsom is doing what, Stu? Yeah, Gavin What's Newsom is literally running ads right now for his proposal to amend the Constitution, the 28th Amendment, which in his view would re- would reverse the Second Amendment, repeal the Second Amendment. Now, I will give Newsom some credit here because he's the only person on the left who's honest about what they want to do. And he's honest. actually trying to do yep. it the right way, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's very much mm-hmm. in our system to uh, to overturn the Second Amendment if you amend the Constitution. Uh, and he is at least in this one instance trying to do things the right way. So I give him some credit for that. But this is exactly what they want to do. They want to take away your ability to defend yourself while creating environments like this poor woman is talking about. Uh, this is this is a direct uh, result of the policies of the left. And everybody knows it. There's been no so, big conservative governance of San Francisco in recent memory. So look what they've done. They have taken away the police and said, let's reimagine the police. So now in San Francisco, there's no police. They're not responding. You're by yourself. You can't have a gun. So you're locked in your house. Well, that kind of goes to something that they want to happen. You're not going anywhere. Then they take away your ability to uh, to drive because gas is so expensive and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So they're taking away your ability to get into a car or an airplane and fly. They're trapping you in your house. They are devaluing your money so you don't have the freedom that money could help get you out of that system, out of that system. They've trapped your kids into schools that are nothing but indoctrination camps. Look at what is happening. They're dismantling absolutely every safety and every freedom that you have. Freedom isn't freedom unless it's freedom of opportunity and freedom of thought. So we know that they're taking away your freedom of thought. They'll share. They'll they'll shout you down. But more importantly, they're taking away your opportunity to be safe your opportunity to be happy and content, your opportunity to live your life the way you want to live it, your opportunity to eat the way you want to eat, the opportunity for you to drive or consume the way you want to consume. And I'm not saying that it's good or bad, uh, either choice that you might make. What I'm saying is it should be your choice. And they are trapping you and making you feel like there's no hope for tomorrow. And what does that lead to? That leads to you crying out for a strong man. And believe me, one side or the other, we already have one. Now, they're not totally there, but they are damn close. I mean, they are a hair's trigger away from just seizing all of the power and making an all-powerful executive. And what's happening? On the other side, on the right, more and more people are like, these people have got to be stopped. Yeah. There's got to be somebody, some unrestrained executive that can just through executive order make all of this stuff stop. This We are at the inflection point and the most dangerous point the republic has ever been in. Because both sides are going to be convinced, I can't stop the other side without an all-powerful government.
and then you lose your country forever. And Glenn, you know, a lot of this stuff is happening in, in a period of like, I'd say arguable, arguably it's almost calm compared to what might be coming. I mean, you, you, obviously you have a book out currently called Dark Future. So I know you've thought about mm-hmm. this quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Carol Roth has talked about this particular thing as well. Um, when you're talking about the, the, I keep coming back to this commercial real estate situation. Uh, I, you know, think oh. about what we're talking about here. These cities have turned into cesspools. They're terrifying everyone. No one wants to live in them anymore because it's super incredibly scary. Uh, you, you you might have the San Francisco thing happen. You might have the Portland thing happen. You might have Los Angeles. All these cities look really bad. I was in Boston this weekend. New York. Uh, yeah, New York mm-hmm. has really had rough uh, stretch as well. I was in Boston, which I would say has been somewhat shielded from the worst aspects of this so far. Mm-hmm. But add on the fact that I was talking to a friend of mine who works for a you know financial institution. And so he goes into, they go into the COVID period. He's in Massachusetts. Obviously, they're shut down for multiple years. He doesn't go into the office at all. Now things have opened back up and he's going back into the office two days a week. And that is his reality from here going forward. Now he loves that. He gets to work at home three days a week. It's, you know, he doesn't have to commute in. Obviously Boston known for its terrible traffic issues. It's great for a lot of the workers, but think about what this means for these giant companies who have entire buildings of offices. They don't need them. And we're in, and and people say like, well, I mean, we already went Forget through COVID, it. but like these these companies, Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong, they don't have two year leases. They have ten year leases on these buildings, twenty year leases, and as these things expire, none of them are going to renew. And what happens to all this space? It's going to be empty in cities that are surrounded by drug addicts and homeless people and crime. Why? What is going to happen at the end of the cycle? Okay, so uh, may I may I make it worse for you? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, they have ten and twenty year leases. However, it's about fifty percent. I can't remember. It's been too long since I've looked at this number. It is an enormous, enormous number between to be safe, forty and seventy percent of all commercial, big commercial property leases and everything else are coming up in the next two years. So all of those have to be refinanced. Well, if you're losing money, who's going to refinance it? What bank is going to say, oh, that big empty building? Yeah, I'm going to roll the dice on that because things are coming back and turning around. When that commercial property starts to implode and you can't get a loan for that commercial property, if you think things are bad now, Wait until that starts to implode, because that will just spiral out of control from our cities to our banks to our houses. And listen to what the Washington Post says today. These people are such dangerous liars. It is it's beyond it's it's beyond bad. It's beyond uh, slant. It's beyond it, it, it is it is truly treasonous, not to America, but to human beings, what they're doing. Listen to this. The U.S. economy is great. Stop worrying about it. Is it possible for economic news to be a little too good? If many economic worries seem to be dwindling, is that a reason to be scared? After periods of success, our economies due for a comeuppance? Perhaps even more reasons stemming from the earlier achievement? What prompts these questions is the current U.S. economy. The good news is evident. What? What are you talking about? 
are you talking to anyone who lives a normal life? I was just with a, a mom and her daughter who is, it's, it's this amazing, amazing mom and daughter. She, the daughter is very, very sick with uh, a rare kidney disorder. Mom has to move out of her house that she's been renting because the landlord, uh, the daughter is going to move in there. And so they're trying to find a place. They can't find anything. They can't find anything that they can afford. And they're living out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I live in the middle of nowhere. They can't afford it here. So they could go to another state. They could go to another city, but they can't because they're on Medicare. And all of her insurance depends on where she is. And they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. They can't afford rent because rent is so much worse than buying right now because people are buying up all, not people, companies are buying up all of the rentals and they're just jacking up the price all over the country. Is anybody gone? Is anybody at the Washington Post? Is it possible for economic news to be too good? Have you gone shopping? Have you tried to live on an average person's salary and gone shopping? People right now that I know are pretty well off. I mean, you know, they're like me growing up. I wasn't poor, you know, and to by today's standards, we were like dirt poor, but we didn't feel poor. We had a decent life. We struggled, but it was no big deal. Yeah, I drank powdered milk. I thought that was normal at the time. People like this, they're decimated, just decimated because their wages aren't going up. Prices are going up and worse. The value of the dollar is going down. You are so close to Bidenomics explosion. You're at ground zero. And leaflets are now falling from the bombers saying, hey, better get out of there soon. And what is the Washington Post doing? Lying to you. Don't listen to these people. They're the same people that told you everything would be good in San Francisco. They said the same thing. These are the same people that told you we reimagine the police and it's all going to be fine. They're the same people that said, uh, don't worry about your banks. Don't worry. We'll never, ever have a bad turn in 2008. They're telling it to you now again. They're the same people that are telling you that men can be women and women can be men. They are liars, dangerous, evil liars. Stop listening to them sponsor this half hour is uh, realestateagentsitrust.com i have to tell you i was like sponsor this hour is probably regretting that their commercial is following what i just said uh but seeing that this is my company no these people are really happy by what i just said um i have a series of qualities that i look for in a person if you're going to do business with them and I'm sure you do, too. You look for honesty. You look for a willingness to work hard to try to get the job done right and done right the first time. You look for competence, knowledge, capability. That's why when I started a business connect you with real estate agents, I look for the ones I knew I could trust. And we found them. We developed a system of key metrics and we're like, do they hit these metrics? And part of them is being a decent human being. 
When you go with real estate agents I trust, you're going to be working with the best in the business. People are sometimes who are literally working around the clock. We have real estate agents that have actually gone and helped the people that they're trying to sell the house plant flowers. I mean, we have had people that are just, they go the extra mile because they're decent people. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name says it all. You want somebody you can trust, whether you're moving across the street or across the country, it's realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. There's an incredibly important vote going on today. Today! Yes, in August, in Ohio. Today, if you are in Ohio, make sure you get out and vote today. It is a crucial, crucial vote, and it is, it's being talked about in the media basically as if it's about abortion rights, which technically it's really not. Um, you know, The left is trying to take advantage of the overturn of Roe versus Wade, and they are putting these ballot initiatives constitutional amendments on the ballot all over the country and wording them in certain ways to try to fool people into thinking, oh, well, this seems really fair uh, and it would approve abortion rights for for women. And and sometimes they include things like contraception in the wording of these things. So people are like, well, I, I want contraception to be around. Why would I be against that? And of course, what it is, is is some of the most expansive abortion rights activist nonsense that you can possibly imagine. You know, abortion right up to the time of birth with no restrictions and all these things. And they've been successful in some of these states in fooling voters into thinking they're voting for something else. This is what their strategy is. Now, part of the problem with this, and this goes back to our founders who warned very clearly against direct democracy... What is happening here is in states like Ohio, you only need 50% of the vote to get these things through. And, you know, a lot of people think, well, 50%, that's great. Well, when you're talking about a constitutional amendment, it's not supposed to be 50.1% of people agree with this. These are supposed to be foundational principles for your civilization. And what they're trying to do is slam these things through with all sorts of media backing uh, to get these abortion rights activist bills passed. Now, look, it would be enough to protect children to go out there and vote uh, to increase this uh, this voting percentage need to 60%. That's what they're trying to do in Ohio right now today. If you're in Ohio, go out and vote. Get this percentage raised to 60% because it will at least make some sense, right? Okay, it's something that 60% of our society agrees on. Okay, fine. Maybe we put it in the Constitution. Um, but it's not just about abortion. It, this, should, this is right anyway. This is what the constitutions are supposed to be. We've had, what, 27 amendments to the U.S. Constitution? In Ohio, they've had 172 amendments to the, their Constitution. It's an absurd process. Raising it to 60% is the least that should be done. It is a crucial vote. It not only is going to protect innocent children's lives, but also make the state make a little more sense Go out and vote today, Ohio, and raise this to 60%. It is, it's crucial for a, a multitude of reasons. And don't let the left get their way with us. The Glenn Beck Program.
What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You may have heard of the name Banksy. He is a guerrilla street artist. In America, I think we have somebody greater than Banksy. We have Sabo. He is a guerrilla street artist. He is in California, and he just brought his wares to Dallas to the United. Uh, sorry, the American Airlines Arena during the big uh, UFC fight between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. He went after. American Airlines, their woke policies, and all around the American Airlines Center were these posters that looked absolutely real. Uh, and if you stopped and looked at them, you were like, wait, wait a minute, what did that just say? We're going to share this and talk to Sabo, I think one of America's most important artists right now, in 60 seconds. Stand by. So, Goldline, even though the Washington Post said, and I just read the story to you about 20 minutes ago, I mean, can there be too much good news on the economy? Well, there could be, but there's not, uh, Washington Post. These people are so dangerous. The economy is not fine. Inflation, they'll say, isn't real. It is. The United States' long-term credit default credit rating just downgraded to reflect fiscal deterioration. Look at what, look at our cities. We were just talking about San Francisco. It's a ghost town. They are gutting this country and you will be impoverished. Please do your own homework on this. This week, Goldline is re-offering the most popular special they've ever run before. Just like uh, inflation and U.S. debt downgrades, their special is back with one ounce gold legal tender bars. If you buy one ounce gold legal tender bar card, you're going to receive Goldline's exclusive two-ounce Silver Maple Flex bar absolutely free. This is something years ago I suggested to Goldline and the Canadian Mint, and they made them. And they're like little credit cards, but they break up into pieces with the Canadian Mint stamp on it so you know it's pure gold or pure silver. And you can use it and break it up into pieces to use it for trade if you would ever need that. Call Goldline now. Find out how to get started in gold or silver. Please look into this and find out if it's right for you. Call Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Sabo, my man. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I am very good. I love what you did to the American Airlines Arena. Uh, I am so sick of the woke policies that are coming through these uh, airlines especially. And let me just read some of the, um, the some of the text. You describe the picture. It says, welcome to the woke American Airlines. My pronouns are he, she, it, lost, baggage. <laughs> uh, who, who said AI doesn't work uh, with that image? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this image is, I can't tell, woman, man, light blue suit uh looks almost like a like a military uniform but it's american airlines and pink hair i don't know i just don't want whatever that thing is flying my plane (laughs) uh then you have a poster that looks like a poster for the real uh fight it says gender inclusive 
Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. He, him versus he, him, asterisk. American Airlines Center policy is gender inclusive. Welcome to the woke American Airlines. How was the response to to this from American Airlines in the American Airlines arena? Uh, you know, I haven't heard directly. Uh, thank God. I'm just lucky I'm not in a jail cell. Uh, I could say uh, the second I put up the first poster, security was pretty much all on me. I had like five instances where, where police were driving past watching what I was doing. So I didn't know if I was going to have a heart attack or an aneurysm. Uh, so <laughs> the response that I had was uh, fear. <laughs> So, so how do you get away with this? Honestly, you, you, do, you do this all over California. Um, I, by the way, I highly recommend that you buy his art. I think he is going to be remembered. Sorry to talk about you like you're not here. Um, but I think Sabo is going to be remembered as one of the most important artists of our day. Uh, he doesn't get any press, really, except negative, because he is on the freedom side. And uh, his his stuff is very, very powerful. And I think an investment. So go to unsavoryagents.com. That's still your address, isn't it? Unsavoryagents.com. Okay. So how do you get away with this, Sabo? I have no idea. You know, <laughs> um, uh, when that first police officer drove by and stopped, uh i had no i was in such fear because i had no idea what i was going to tell him and when he left my assistant said i think you're invisible and uh so i have no idea (laughs) i I think someone's just smiling in uh in texas they may have agreed with you one of my favorites is uh is kind of a flashback to the old um uh airplane movies And it says, American Airlines, if you like old comedies, then you'll love our corporate policies. Get woke with American Airlines, where diversity comes before safety. We have a first class, business class, and woke class, where your middle seat can identify as a window seat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So great. Now, this was brought on by their... Uh, idea that they're going to have diversity in the cockpit. Is that what brought this on? Yes. And uh, when, when I hear something like that, all I can think of is 300 people's lives in the hands of someone who got hired as a token or a diversity hire. And we see how diversity mm-hmm. hires work out with Kamala Harris. So not very well. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, the airlines, I think they're getting worse and worse. They're more militant than ever. Um, uh, my family been flying back and forth um, on uh, another airline, Delta, who's always been pretty good. And it is, I mean, the they've been delayed for two days. I mean, it's been really bad. And some of these airlines, the way they're going... And what the government is saying that, you know, you're not going to go on vacation on an airplane anymore. It seems like they're working hand in hand to make airlines uh, less desirable, uh, to have them not really function other than like a third world country. And just sometimes I've been on airplanes where I feel like I'm a hostage. Yeah, sometimes you are. They'll let you sit on the tarmac for an hour and not even let you get up and use a restroom. 
But I think corporations are starting to figure this out. I mean, we saw what happened to Bud Light and with Target and with all the boycotts. Uh, I mean, from what I understand, even BlackRock is starting to jump off that that little wagon of theirs. Because it's, uh, it's almost like you woke up one morning and corporations just said, well, screw profits. Who needs them? Yep, it is. But they're learning. Um, I, I, uh, well, I hope they are. I hope they are. I think some of these are going to play it to the death. Um, and, uh, you know, the death of their corporation couldn't come at a, uh, to a, an, a group of uh, more deserving uh, companies than the ones that are out. Two of the fav- my favorite uh, pieces of art that you have uh, you've done recently, the Pinhead Fauci is absolutely fantastic. And then you go into, well, explain that one, so if anybody hasn't seen it. Uh, you know, it's pin- Pinhead from that movie Hellraiser, and uh, it just looks like Anthony Fauci. I can tell you when I was putting that poster up, I saw my, my container of glue get kicked over. I thought it was my assistant, but it was the owner of the building with a screwdriver pointed at my back. So um, that, mm. I, that's all I remember when I think of that poster. But, but yeah, that was the reaction <laughs> to COVID. Uh, that was my reaction yeah. to COVID. And uh, I'm kinda, uh, I did quite a number of hits for COVID. So, um, you know, at uh, least I was busy you, then. You did some of your best work. I, I, think, I think the best political... Uh, uh, I don't know, a poster that I've ever seen that hits harder and is more well done than anything uh, that you usually see is your anti-vaxxer, where your A and your V are made to look like a, a star of David. Uh, and it uh, it absolutely looks like it could be pulled out of the 30s. And it just says, report anti-vaxxers, call 310, and then it gives the number, which I think was what you were supposed to do in California, would call a number and report on people. And it says, because you care, and they don't. But you, yeah. the picture you have on your website is you've posted it on uh, a, um, a, a, a Jewish uh, uh, synagogue, it appears to mm-hmm. be. How did that no, go is. over? It didn't go over well. It, it was kind of disappointing. <laughs> Some of my best friends are Jewish. I have absolutely no problem with Jewish people, but believe me, I have friends who right. don't seem to like them for whatever reason. But uh, but I knew that there was going to be some heat for this, and from what I understand, the West Hollywood police were looking for me, and they were comparing me with all these anti-Jewish hate messages that are going around the mm. country. And what I, what I always try and say is, no, this is a cautionary tale. Uh, we don't want to go is. back to where we were in the 30s. And, you know, the saying, never forget, well, I'm trying to help you not forget. And um, and the sad part is, you know, I, you, I get labeled uh, anti-Semite for doing it. And I picked that location because you, you want a nice photograph, something that applies. And so, yeah, I know the synagogue and, um, and you know, I think it just fit. Uh, I, I tell you, the... Um uh, the bravery that it takes, and I know you and your uh, your cohorts do it in the middle of the night, but um, you are you are you have a huge target on your back, and it amazes me that you aren't more famous than you are. And I think that's just because the powers of be do not want to expose you to people because some of the stuff you do is just so powerful. 
I appreciate you saying that. And uh, honestly, professionally speaking, all I ever focused on was the next hit. It's like uh, I wasn't the kind of person that really tried to milk the attention that I get. And I'd probably be a lot further along financially if I did. But um, Oh, sure. uh, But you're right. It's like the art community isn't going to embrace me. But but I've learned that if, if you just fight hard and push push hard you'll get there so hopefully this will be a it's definitely going to be an interesting year coming up so i have uh uh i have the towers uh painting that you did which was the twin towers kind of looks like a tarot card can you explain that one just a little bit uh i did that like a a day or two after 9-11 and uh if if you look into the meaning of the tarot cards, there's a card called the Tower, and and I, I it was obviously for me it was very difficult. I'm an ex marine or I'm a marine, and to see what happened in New York really hit hard. But I think if you really want to either take on or understand the people that did this, you kind of have to put yourself in their mindset, and that's what that piece that was an exercise for me. I was like, what were these people on those planes thinking when they hit those towers? And they were thinking that they were knocking the crown off of the great Satan. And I, I think to be a good communicator or a good artist, you have to be like a good lawyer. You have, your mind has to go to these places in order to find the art, the art that you want to do. And, uh, and yeah, so, so that, that was one of the first, first pieces I did after 9-11. The next one was the, uh, the F piece a warbird that I did. I don't know if I can cuss on you. Yeah. But, but, uh, no, you can't. But, <laughs> it's broadcast. Yeah, those are like brother and sister pieces. And, uh, two of my oldest yeah. pieces, actually. I, th- I think I may have, uh, may own that one as well. Uh, have you sold the death, uh, the COVID? That is brilliant. The, uh, tarot card of death. That's COVID. No, you know, I, no, I'm making a series. I, I've got a death one. And what was the other one? I have a third one that um uh, oh, uh it was anti-war was it? wasn't it no it was stop the steal it was uh the gentleman with the oh. uh horn hat and he's like stepping off the cliff that those are all based on tarot cards oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, that series, uh, were... yeah i'm hoping that that series touches on uh very important pivotal moments in the country and, uh, you know, w- one could say COVID was just COVID, but no, COVID destroyed a lot, not only in the country, but the world. Well, and and uh, it's still January destroying. 6th. We're not the yeah. same. We're not the same country at all. No, we're not the same world. We're definitely not the same country. No. And uh, w- one could say that uh, January 6th was the American right staff. And um, we're starting mm. to see how the feds were involved and and just how much rot is is around this country so uh, i I believe that that was a very pivotal moment in our history well um i really uh, appreciate your work as you know i collect your work and i highly recommend anybody um, collect the poster or or whatever you can i think uh what sabo does is so incredibly important insightful um you may not agree with everything that he says or what he prints, but it is absolutely brilliantly done. And I think in time, he, his work will be remembered as very, very important 
in the American story. Go to unsavoryagents.com. That's unsavoryagents.com. If you haven't sold uh, the death original yet, please hold that for me because I'll, I'll contact you because that is just brilliant stuff. Just brilliant stuff. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I just finished a 400-page uh, table book, and I'm looking for a publisher, so uh, call me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, I will. I will. Yeah. I I, th- I think your work should absolutely be on coffee tables. I mean, coffee tables of people who are, you know, maybe a little edgy, uh, but well, I put it on mine. I think it's brilliant stuff. Or, or in your man cave. Yes, in your man cave. It is perfect. It is perfect. Great. Sable, thank you so much. Appreciate it. God bless. Thank you. Thank you very much, Glenn. Have a good day. You bet. He is from unsavoryagents.com, unsavoryagents.com. All righty. How you doing, Stu? Uh, good, Glenn. I would also remind people that uh, he, uh, remember when Nancy Pelosi did her little, uh, she was telling uh-huh. everybody they, she couldn't leave the house, and then she went to go get, get a nice uh, haircut, blow-dry uh, situation uh, in the middle of COVID, and uh, and there was maybe Sabo's, some of his uh, top work where he did a Nancy Pelosi blow me for the blow-drying uh, a poster and t-shirt uh, and you, it's up at uh, shop.blazemedia.com oh if you wanted to get the sticker or the mug or the t-shirt so good uh, it's up there yeah. it's, it's, it's a fascinating one people always enjoy it uh, I have his original Hillary flying monkeys uh, that he hung on telephone wires all through the streets of mm. uh, LA I mean I've got I've got a lot of his stuff that is, is in the museum now just being held because I think his stuff is really, it's really edgy, but it is really good, and he is very brave. Yeah, very I think, brave. I don't know how much you've gone through the site. I mean, some of it you would say is maybe even beyond really edgy. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. For some of it is really bad. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, bad in, uh, in a, you know, uh, anyway, um, preborn. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Planned Parenthood right now, raking in billions of dollars, including millions in taxpayer funding. Uh, and, you know, that means despite their clientele beginning to dwindle, they're still generating a huge profit. Preborn is stealing their clientele, and uh, we are celebrating that. They're, the expectant mothers and the babies that they're trying to kill are going over to Preborn. Preborn operates on a very slim budget. They don't have any governmental funding. They still save over 200 babies' lives every day. And that's because of you. 200 babies' lives every day. When you donate tax-deductible $28 to Preborn, you're offering a free ultrasound to an expectant mother that's caught in crisis. Once she sees and, uh, and hears the heartbeat, she sees her child on the screen, chances that she will choose life for that child double. Please sponsor a baby's life today. Your gift is tax deductible. Just dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back sponsored by preborn. 10 seconds station ID. Uh, can I play the um, audio from Joe Rogan? Cut six. Listen to this. He's talking about president. Yeah, I guess you would probably have at least an idea of how you would do it differently and better. 
And he's also got a very popular voice. Like, if he decided to run for president, like, say if Trump, let's just make a scenario, Trump wins in 2024, he has four years. If Tucker went to run in 2028, he could win. He really could yeah. win, because it would be kind of carrying those policies, but also he's a sort of a no-nonsense guy who exposes mm -hmm. Yep. In a pretty humorous way, in a very insightful and biting way. And that's what he was really good at on his television show. Yeah. And he red-pilled a lot of left-wing people. There's a lot of left-wing people during the pandemic that's a Tucker Carlson's a propagandist, and he's a mm -hmm. piece of and is a right-wing And then as time went on, they were like, he's saying a lot that's right. Like, why are they locking these tests? Why are they making kids wear masks? Like, is there any science to it? The presidential election, he's talking about 2028. Let's talk a few minutes here about 2024 and how things are shaping up and everything the deep state is doing to destroy Donald Trump. The things that are being done across the board, we talk about that in just a minute. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Michael lives in Connecticut. He wrote to tell us about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, Relief Factor helped to almost completely eliminate my elbow pain. I couldn't find any solution. It's a great product. It helped me so much uh, with a lot of other aches and pains as well. But since I started Relief Factor, I feel like I have more energy. I feel better. Thank you, Relief Factor. Well, Michael, you're welcome. I'm glad you tried it. If you're living with constant pain in your life, I want you just to consider trying Relief Factor. It doesn't work for everybody, and they're upfront about that. You know, it works for about 70% of the people who try it. They go on to order more every single month. I'm here to tell you today is the day to just try the solution. It's Relief Factor. Just try it. Three-week quick start. You're out 1995 if it doesn't work. But if it does work, you get your life back. It's a trial pack now. Take it for three weeks as directed. 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Dark Future, the new book from Glenn Beck, available everywhere now. And you can get it at glennsnewbook.com. Something really important uh, is happening in Ohio today that you really need to be aware of. And it comes down to a couple of basic things. One, life. It has to do with abortion. It's a vote about basically to whether to raise the percentage needed to amend the Ohio Constitution from 50 to 60 percent. And this is basically to be done by Republicans who are trying to stop abortion activists from putting this thing through where they're going to come up with this you know, very confusingly worded you know amendment that will get 50.1 percent of the vote in ohio and put in one of the mm -hmm. most extreme abortion policies uh, in america 
Um, and they know this is coming, so they're trying to stop it by raising the constitutional amendment percentage from 50 to 60%. And I thought of you, Glenn, immediately when I saw this, because uh, you have been talking about warning, warning about direct democracy, pointing out that we are a constitutional republic, not a democracy, talking about how these ballot initiatives kind of came into play back in the progressive era. And I mean, isn't forget even the abortion part of this for a second. The idea that you can amend a constitution at 50.1% is on its face it's insane. insane and against what the founders believed, right? Mm-hmm. So here's here's the thing. Our founders, unlike, uh, you know, most people on the right and the left, but especially the left, have not done their homework. Most people have not done what the founders did, and that is study every system of government that has ever been tried. And they found that democracies destroy themselves quickly because if you have a direct vote and it takes 51% or 50 and one vote, you can sway 50%, especially if you, if you figure out that the one side can just say, I'm going to take the stuff and the money of the other side. So we're going to tax them to death and give it to us. Once that happens, you've lost democracy and you can vote in like right now. I am very, very concerned that we are all looking for an uh, uh, a, a dictator. We'll never call him that, but we're looking for somebody who will be unrestrained. And if one of these candidates, I don't care who it is, if if Ramaswamy or or uh, Donald Trump or DeSantis or Mike Pence or any of them any of them stood up to the right and they had the power and they said, you know what? I'm just going to executive order all of this and we're going to destroy all of this. There'd be a lot of people that claim they believe in the constitution that would clamor for that because they're tired of being hammered all the time. And the left is doing this. But the good news is the left is losing their base because there is enough of American republicanism, not the kind of meaning you voted for the Republicans, but a republic that you know that you can't rule by majority rule. It doesn't work. Bullies get in charge that way. There's enough people waking up on the left that are going, wait a minute, this doesn't look good. But unfortunately, there is also a growing number of people on the right that do want direct democracy. They do want somebody just to take care of all of it. That's really dangerous. And that's what happens at the end uh, of a republic that has lasted this long. The Constitution, the average age of a Constitution is 17.6 years. That's remarkable. That means really old constitutions in the world will last 40 years. The average is 17.6. Do you know what an outlier that makes our constitution? And here's what happened. It lasted and lasted and we held it together, you know, just barely. We weren't always living it. We weren't living the constitution all the time. And we certainly were not living up to our mission statement, which is we hold these things to be self-evident in the Declaration of Independence. But you couldn't, you couldn't move, um, you couldn't move people because they knew their history. They knew that they were in charge, not Washington.
and you couldn't get things passed. Now, you could get constitutional amendments that were crazy. For instance, uh, the uh, prohibition. Prohibition came at a time where there was religious fervor in the country and alcoholism is not like it is now. Imagine alcoholism where it is incurable, where you never get better. You don't know any recovering alcoholics. There's no such thing as a recovering alcoholic. Okay, if you have alcoholism and especially if it's a disease and it runs in the family, you come from a family of alcoholics. You're doomed. You're doomed. The minute you become an alcoholic, there is no escape. And so the with the religious fervor and the fact that at the time there was no cure for that. People were like, booze is evil. It destroys families. It breaks up communities. It destroys good human beings. It should not be a part of our society. So they passed a a constitutional uh, amendment and we outlawed all liquor in the country. Well, the people who could have seen it coming and knew what was coming knew that that would just create even more problems and it would be a a criminal uh organization that would just now control all of the booze because people want to feel that and they made it themselves and etc etc average people wanted it so what happened we passed another amendment to say no to that amendment But once we got into the real progressive era where people were saying, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, you want what exactly? Because they passed one, they changed the Senate. The Senate was supposed to answer to the states, not to the country. But the senator from Texas was responsible for doing what was right for Texas. So the people were represented in the House then the the states were represented as 50 separate states and then the the president and the supreme court represented the constitution the reason why we have a veto is because the president is supposed to say i may not agree with it but i think it's constitutional that way he could veto he couldn't veto that but if he said i think this is unconstitutional then he could veto We still believed in the Constitution and the process, and it should be hard. What people always say is, you know, everything's too complex. It's too hard. It's just too slow. They'll never get anything done. That's the point of the U.S. Constitution, to slow people down. So when there is a problem, they can't just say, rouse, rouse, round them up and shove them into a camp. Because when people are desperate, when they're hungry, when they're in trouble, they will do those things. So to have a constitutional amendment that doesn't have a very high bar, the progressives will tell you now we can't pass one. But what I will tell you now is we stopped trying to pass them. We stopped trying to pass one. If we could get the Congress and we could get people to say, I want a constitutional amendment that you don't spend more than you bring in, that you can't borrow this, that you have a term limit, we could absolutely pass that. It was only when the Democrats and the Republicans were so spooked by the power of FDR that we quickly passed an amendment that said four years 
and then another eight, another another four to make eight as a total, and then he cannot serve anymore. But for some reason, those same people could not pass a term limit for themselves in Congress. Hmm. It can be done. They just know in the in the progressive movement that they can't convince 70 percent of us to do something. You're telling me that we couldn't pass a constitutional amendment today that said you have to show a proper form of ID to be able to vote. You have to do it to ride on an airplane. You have to do it to check into a hotel. You don't have to do it. It's somehow another racist at the voting booth, but not racist everywhere else. The reason why they never bring this up is because the American people disagree with our so-called representatives. It's the highest uniting idea out there, and that is voter ID laws. Both the Republicans and the Democrats in the, that are supposedly being representative agree with it. But the representatives don't. But I'm telling you right now, if there was a movement to pass a constitutional amendment on that, it would pass. They just don't want it. So they will lower the threshold to get de- direct democracy, which our founders found will collapse. It always collapses because... Somebody will say, hey, vote for this power. Give me this power. And we're close to that now. We're doing it now with the left. Give me this power and I'll solve these problems. And they don't solve them. It makes it into a dictatorship. Certainly not a democracy. A democracy is a democracy until you vote for a dictator. Hmm. There's a lot there. I mean, I think to go back to the the foundation of all of this we're talking about in ohio uh, you would i guess support then the raising the uh, the standard to 60 percent uh, as i would yes. as well i mean it's really really crucial and that vote by the way if you're in ohio is today it's the only thing on the ballot go out and vote for it today it's crucial you gotta do it not only they for, will organize they will yeah. organize to make sure that you don't You've got to go vote for that. And they'll say, you're a bigot. You want to stifle people's votes. You want to stifle their voices. No, you want a republic, a constitutional republic that is not to the whims of whoever can whip up a crowd. You've got to have you've got to pass this, Ohio. Yes. Go out and vote today. Sixty percent is the least of uh, that that should be set out for a constitutional amendment. Obviously, it's much harder to do an American constitutional amendment. Right now, Glenn, with it at 50%, the U.S. Constitution, of course, has been amended, what, 27 times. Uh, Ohio's Constitution has been amended 172 times. Uh, This is absurd. It's supposed to be a statement of fundamental values and principles. And uh, obviously... You know who that sounds uh, like? You know who that sounds like? Who? A communist country. Hmm. Sounds like Soviets. Soviets amended and wrote new constitutions over and over and over again, because if you have a direct democracy or if you have a dictatorship, there's always some new shiny object that you have to change the laws. And so we're going to fix it this time. That's what happens. That's why this constitution has lasted not 17.6 like the average, But we're coming up to 250 years, the longest of any constitution in world history.
Our sponsor this half hour, um, I want to tell you about Good Ranchers. Um, I'm going out on a limb here and thinking that you like meat. Um, even if you don't like meat, that maybe you think, I don't know, people should be able to choose. And I don't mean bug meat. I mean a great steak, a great hamburger, piece of chicken, whatever it is. You should have the right to have that. And it should come from our own uh, country. I don't understand this thinking. We all learned what happened after COVID. We saw the supply chain break down. Do you know that 85% of all the grass-fed beef in America that is sold is not a product of the U.S., even though it has that little sticker on it? That means that was just cut up in parts in America. 85% of our grass-fed beef comes from overseas. What does that mean if we have another crisis? We have got to empower our ranchers and take care of our ranchers and our farmers. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use my promo code BECK. You'll save $30 off any box of great American meat. Good Ranchers. You can feel good about the 100% American locally sourced meat and chicken and fish. Plus, you'll make it a remember uh, a summer to remember by just having just great meat at a good price delivered directly to your door and you lock in the price that is so important with inflation going go to goodranchers.com right now use the promo code beck save thirty dollars off at goodranchers.com goodranchers.com save thirty percent promo code beck glenn beck This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, filled with lies. Uh, that's what it is. It's the Glenn Beck program filled with lies. Uh, he comes on the air. Filled and he with lies. Lies to you really? every single day. He says he leads okay. with his mistakes, which of course is another uh-huh. lie, as he has not yet told you Bring the it on. lie he told you last oh. break. Uh, you claimed, oh boy, inaccurately, uh-huh. that inaccurately the, that the United States of America has the world's oldest constitution. And, of course, uh, the mm. truth of that is the Republic of Monjaro uh, has the... Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Monjaro. Monjaro. Come to the mountainous jungle island of Monjaro. Mountainous jungle island. I'm going to book a trip today. Um, no, actually, the oldest constitution in the world, written in 1600, is San Marino. The fifth smallest country in the world, population 33,000, surrounded entirely by Italy, but has the oldest constitution Mm. actually written in 1600. So uh, you're a liar. I apologize. Mm -hmm. I I apologize Mm -hmm. that I missed Manjaro. We have a huge audience in San Marino. I know we do. King Kong (laughs) used to be huge and fat until he came to the jungle mountainous (laughs) island of Manjaro. <laughs> it does sound like a, a, a wonderful getaway it does. where maybe they're experimenting on dinosaurs. Like maybe they escape. Yeah, it could be. At some it point. could be. It could happen. You may be. You you may be a science experience. You may be an experiment locked into a cage and lose your eyes and an arm might fall off. But you'll be in Manjaro. I mean, they can't change the name of that. They got to keep it. They've got to keep it. Manjaro. No, it just sounds no. like a luxurious. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. 
it's a it's a lot like the island of dr monroe but it sounds like manjaro Uh, there you go. So Glenn, the, the summary of the today's yeah, show, like Glenn's a liar. Um, uh, King Kong is on the Manjaro. island of Manjaro. <laughs> and also <laughs> vote in Ohio. Please vote in Ohio today. Vote. Please vote. vote in Ohio today. Vote. Get the thing up to 60%. So it's ridiculous important. where it is now. Change that. You can do Mr. it Mr. Franklin, what have you given us? A republic, if you can keep it. The Glenn Beck Program.